Hey, this is Adam Starling. I'm the senior pastor at Victory Family Church. Thank you so much for joining us today. I pray this message will inspire you, encourage you, and hopefully challenge you to become everything that God has called you to be. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. Welcome to Victory Family Church. How's everybody doing this morning? That was weak, guys. You're going to do better than that. Come on. Like, how y'all doing this morning? Yeah. You're probably like, I don't know who this guy is. Why is he talking right now? Hey, welcome. We're so glad that you're here today. If you don't know me, I have the privilege and honor to meet yet. My name is David Donaldson. I'm the lead pastor of VFC in Chickasha. Uh, man, it's a, and I'm from Arkansas, so I'll just go ahead and give that away. You know, the accent will follow. You'll be like, oh, that makes sense in a minute. Um, but it is, it's a great day to be here with you guys in Newcastle. Uh, before I get into the message today, I just want to take this time to, to honor your pastors, Pastor Matt and Julie Porter. Come on. They are some of the greatest people on the planet today. In all honesty, man, I'm grateful for Pastor Matt's voice and friendship in my life. Uh, and I'm also grateful for their voice in the current church world today. With everything that's kind of going on in our culture and society, they have a strong voice uh, to, to, the, to the things of God and to be, to be spoken in today's time. So, man, I'm so grateful for them and their leadership and what they're doing here in Newcastle. Man, God is building something so, so, so special here. Um, and so, man, I'm just so thankful to be just a part, a small part of it today. Uh, I also want to say this real quick. Summer nights is, is Friday. You don't have plans. Your plans are summer nights, actually. I'm just, just making your schedule for you. No, in all honesty, man, if you've never been to a summer nights here at VFC, this is your opportunity. You want to make sure that you are here for summer nights. It's going to be an incredible night for you and the family. You do not want to miss this Friday night, summer nights. I promise it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. Uh, so today... Um, Pastor Austin was supposed to preach, but apparently he got sick. Whatever, man. I think that's the biggest cop-out in the world. Um, nah, maybe not. But he is sick, and so last minute they were like, man, who do we have? Like, who's the lowest on the totem pole that we can have come, come preach? And so they just asked me to come. Uh, so, no, uh, in all honesty, man, today is going to be a fun day. Uh, and today, in, I hope in, the, in, this, in this message that, man, I can just challenge you in your faith a little bit, encourage you a little bit, and we'll have a lot of fun. But last year, uh, my family and I took a trip to Pigeon Forge uh, in Tennessee. Uh, I'm, I'm a mountains guy over a beach guy, and if you like the beach more than the mountains, you're wrong, I'm right. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, we're still going to be friends. It's going to be great. Uh, but, man, I just love anything to do with the outdoors. Uh, I, I mean, I, so we went to the mountains, had an incredible time, but there was one thing, there's one thing that I had to do while we were there, and I had to go, I had to go to the Cumberland Gap. If you don't know what the Cumberland Gap is, go look it up. It's actually an incredible spot. Uh, Daniel Boone went through the Cumberland Gap. Not the TV show Daniel Boone, the actual Daniel Boone. Uh, and so, there, anyways, uh, I'll save you guys a lot of history and dumb stuff that you don't need to know about the Cumberland Gap right now uh, that's running through my brain. But, man, it was a trip that we had to do. Like, we were in Pigeon Forge. I told my wife, I said, Wednesday morning, we're going to wake up. We're going to make the hour-and-a-half drive to the Cumberland Gap. We're going to hike a half a mile in, and it's going to be incredible. Incredible. And she was like, yay, I'm so excited. Right now, she wasn't at all. Um, and so we get up that morning, and we're driving to the, to the gap. And, and then uh, all of a sudden, 
uh, the AC goes out on the car. Like, well, this is awesome. You know, it's only 100 degrees outside. And so I stop at this little sketchy stop and like, okay, I can fix this, right? Because I'm pretty handy. So I get up there and I'm working under the car. The wife and the kids go in this little stop. My wife comes out. She goes, we got to go. I'm like, well, we got to go. She's like, there's wanted signs everywhere. Like, David, I've never seen so many wanted signs in my life. People are wanted. Like, these are criminals. And then everybody's weird. And I'm like, baby, ain't nobody weird. And I started looking around and like everybody, like, there's just random people walking around my car. I'm like, yeah, just get in the car. We're going to leave. I don't really care. Like, this just seems like a really bad situation that's going to happen right now. And so we just need to get in the car away from these weird people and go, God loves them. I didn't. Uh, and so uh, we just got out of there really quick. And so, but once we got there, right, we're, we get there, we're in the national park and we, we get our stuff and we're going to hike. We're going to make this hike. And uh, so we start hiking and we, we get there, we get to the gap. And in all honesty, it's not really glamorous. It's a little bitty gap in the middle of the mountains. Um, and so we're standing there, and then there's a sign that says Tri-State Peak, a half a mile up the mountain. And so I'm like, this is great. We got to do it, right? Like, so let's throw my three-year-old on my shoulders, because that's smart, uh, and my nine-year-old, and we're going to hike a mile up this mountain and then a mile back. But it, honestly, it was a lot of fun. But it got to that moment in that trip and in that, in, in that hike that it was like, look, don't get me wrong, hiking up a mountain with a nine- and a three-year-old is, is a terrible idea. But we can't stop now. Like, we're right here. We could stand in three states all at the same time. We can lay down and be in three places. It's weird. And so let's do this. And so uh, we did it. And it just, it was just one of those moments for me. It's like, I've come this far, and I'm not going to stop now. We have to keep going. And so throughout Scripture, there's a lot of these moments that I, I think uh, it's brought to my remembrance of where people didn't stop. And so I want to encourage you today, if I was to title this message, it's this, it's don't stop now. So one of my favorite stories in the Bible is when Ezekiel, who would stand in front of a valley of dry bones, and the, and the Lord would tell him to prophesy, right? And so he would, the Lord would tell Ezekiel to prophesy over these dry bones. And what happens? The dry bones begin to come together, tended to tend it, flesh begin to come on these bones. And then the Lord says again, prophesy that they would have breath right I mean it's an incredible story so you see this moment where Ezekiel prophesies and everything comes together I would have been freaked out he's not and then the Lord says prophesy again that they may have breath right so the Lord tells them to to prophesy multiple times there's something about this story right it's through the declaration of man coupled with the promises of God that we would see the miraculous take place and as I think about this story the thought runs through my mind often that that we shouldn't stop now, that we shouldn't stop short of what God has called us to do. And I've looked over this passage, and I've looked over this scripture several times, and it's, and it's, the, it's the repetition that stands out to me. And I don't know about you, but there, there are so many times in my life that I feel like I've stopped just short of seeing God do the miraculous, like maybe in my life or maybe through my life, but I've stopped just short. Like I've been right there on the threshold of things, and like, man, it's just too difficult. And just give up and just walk away for whatever reason. So today I want to encourage you not to give up. Not, don't stop short of the goal. If you feel like, man, I just can't do it anymore. I can't take this anymore. I can't push on anymore. Don't stop now. So I begin to recount several stories in the Bible. It took multiple moments, right, where, where God had called these, these men of God, they called these people of God to do something more. Right from Ezekiel standing in the valley prophesying again and again to the Israelites marching around the walls of Jericho for seven days and on the seventh day seven times, right? And, and da- to David standing in, in the valley face to face with a giant. See, I found that God would show up in these moments of, of repetition. 
And I believe just like in those instances, oftentimes God chooses to move in our lives when we continue to step out in faith. Right? We continue to step out in faith and obedience to what he is calling us to do. It's learning the rhythm and repetition of being faithful no matter what's in front of you, no matter what you're faced with, no matter what you're standing up against. It's, it's learning those moments of, I have, to, I have to learn this moment to be faithful and to, to learn this repetition and rhythm of my life. No matter what hopeless situation that you're faced with, no matter what walls stand between you and your dream, no matter what giants seem to be standing in front of you, threatening you today, it does not matter. Right? See, I, see, I believe that there is a theme that we've, that we've learned in these stories, as, as simple as it may seem, that it's important for every believer to live with the conviction of, right? Like, you can't stop now. There's, there's motion. You're, you're moving forward. You're progressing in your faith. You're progressing in your life, and you just have to keep walking. In 1 Samuel, we find a young David walking into a defining moment within his life. In 1 Samuel 17, verses 32, 32 through 37, it says this, starting in verse 32, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. And your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Skipping down to verse 45, it says, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. The, Lord, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those who gathered here will know that there is not by, it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Let's pray today. Jesus, today, in the next few moments, would you just lead and guide me as I preach your word, as I preach these truths. God, would, you, would these words be less of me and more of you? God, I pray that today that you would open our hearts and open our ears to hear what you would have to speak to us, God, to help us move forward within our faith, to help us develop a rhythm of repetition in our faith that will lead us beyond these moments, God, that it will lead us into the future. Jesus, we love you, we thank you, and it's in your name we pray, amen and amen, amen. There's so many things that I believe this text, that we can learn from this text, and this text can teach us today. But today I just really want to pull out three things, right? Three things that will not only allow us to see the victory that God has for us, but that will help us in our next steps within our future. And the first one is this. You have to fix your focus. You have to fix your focus. In 1 Samuel 17, 25, it says, Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. See, David begins to talk with the, with the warriors in chapter 17. He begins to go around the camp, his brothers included, and they respond with this. Have you seen the giant? Have you seen him? Man, he's big. Man, this guy is intimidating. He comes out day and night, and he screams, and he is threatening us. Have you, have you seen him? Right, but even, even when David goes before Saul in verse 33, 
It says this in 1 Samuel 17, 33. It says, Saul replied, you are not able to go out against the Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. All that Israel sees, right? All that every Israel warrior, every person that is there, even the king is struck by their, their faith in the giant, right? They're like, woo, he's big. Well, this guy is intimidating. He's strong. Right? They are so struck on him. Man, that's all they can focus on is on the giant, right? Their faith is in the giant. Their fear is in the giant. Their focus is in the giant. He's big. He's intimidating. He's a warrior from his youth, David. You don't stand a chance, right? That was the things that were being said. And just like the Israelites, we too can get frozen. We can get frozen by fear because of what we focus on. We can get frozen by fear, by what we focus on. If you wake up every day and the first thing you do is to turn on the news or go to Instagram, don't expect positivity to fill your life. It's not going to happen, right? Maybe maybe you're like, I don't even know what Instagram is. Maybe you go to Facebook. It ain't positive on there either. People just mad at each other for some reason. It's weird. Right, we, we, we turn on the news, it's bad report after bad report. We go to Instagram and we see how everyone else's life rocks and my life sucks. Right, like this is how it is. It's like, it's not fair. And then we wonder, we wonder why so many times like, man, I just can't, I can't get out of this funk. Man, I'm just do- so depressed right now. Man, I got all this going on. Because why? You're looking at everybody else taking 16 vacations this summer and you haven't taken one. <laughs> Maybe it's poor planning. Maybe you just ain't taking a vacation. I don't know. Right? And it, and it doesn't matter if you watch Fox, CNN, local news, global news, right? Bad ratings sell. Bad news sell. And that's what they want. They want bad news because it boosts ratings. And Instagram is the last place you're going to find transparency. Ain't nobody being transparent on there. See, it's, it's that if it's what you focus on, right? If those are the things that you're focusing on, no wonder fear and anxiety and stress and depression fill your life because you're focusing on that. And I know what you're probably thinking. Well, pastor, you're saying that I should just ignore everything that's going on in the world. I should just give up on that. No, by no means am I saying that. I'm saying be mindful of the things you allow to dictate your life. Be mindful of the things that you allow to dictate your life. Right? If, if that's what you focus on, they're going to be you have they have a place within your routine. Right? Within your routine of the day, those you're scrolling those things. Guess what? That's in your routine. It's going to be there every day until you fix your focus. Right? Take, take the things that induce anxiety and create fear and replace them with things that build your faith and give you peace. Right? Those things are building right? fear and anxiety and stress. Guess what? Turn on some worship music. Maybe read the word of God. Right? Like do something that's going to build your faith. Listen to a podcast. Right? Whatever it will be that's going to build your faith, put those things into you and watch what God will do. In 2 Corinthians 4.18 it says this, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. See, I can't help what I see, but I can choose what I put my focus on, right? I can't help what I see. I can't help what goes in front of me, but I can choose what I focus on. I can choose what I put intentionality into in each and every day and what I will focus on. So what will you focus on? If it's, if it's on God, there will be victory and there will be moments that will build your faith that come in front of you. Right? Will there be battles? Yes, there will be battles. Just because you change your focus doesn't mean there will be an absence of battles. See, when we say God, is, God says something, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It just means it's possible. Right? When God says you can do this, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. 
Doesn't mean you're going to be able to walk through a field of lilies, which I don't even know. That doesn't even make sense. I don't know. That's country right there. We ain't walking through no fields with lilies. We, we're warriors, whatever. But fix your focus, right? And we have to recenter our lives on what really, what really matters. And then we have to rehearse God's faithfulness. We have to rehearse God's faithfulness. Verse 34 says, But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and I struck it and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and I killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who has rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. David is saying this, if God did it then, he will do it now. If God did it back then, he will do it now. If God showed up then, God will show up now. See, if, if, I, if I ever need a picture of what God will do in my future, I always look back to my past. Right? I always look back, so God, what did you do in my past? Right? If, I, if I'm ever at a moment where I feel like I can't make another step, where I feel like I can't take another step of faith, when I feel like the enemy is bearing down on me, then I just look back to my past and say, ooh, God was faithful back there, so he will be faithful up there. Right? I know he'll be faithful in my future because he's been faithful in my past. So we're in this process of, of remodeling our house. And I say process because it's been like two years, and uh, I just, like, I despise it with everything that's in me. But we've been doing it, right? So I've been, like, I've been electrocuted more times than I care to count, right? And like, my wife, she's smarter than me. She's like, why don't you just turn off the power? And I'm like, yeah, why don't I just turn off the power? That makes sense. Your dad told me I didn't have to, right? So whatever. <laughs> Blame it on him. Right? But it's like, you know, getting electrocuted. Oh, now look, the roof's leaking. This is incredible. Awesome. This is what we wanted. But that's homeownership, I guess. Right? Sometimes the work, though, it comes easy. And when it comes to plumbing, for me, it just, bec- it just becomes, it's just an easy thing. And you're like, Plum- why is that? Because I was a plumber. Was. <laughs> was. I got some questions after that first one. Oh, you're a plumber. No, 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 no. I was a plumber in the past tense. Uh, but I was a plumber for 10 years. And so when it comes to plumbing, when it comes to putting in sinks, when it, we put in new tubs and, and all that in our, in our bathrooms, like, that was easy for me. I was like, Psh, I ain't got to call nobody. I got this. I know how to do this because, wow, I was reaching back to my past because I was good back then and I can use it in the now. And the same thing is true in our faith. Sometimes we have to look back to our past to see what God did back then so we can be, so we can be reminded of his faithfulness today. And so in the times of my faith when I'd be like, man, I'm just... I just can't do this anymore. Man, I just, I just don't know if I can do this. God, I'm just, this is a hard moment. I just don't feel like I'm cut out for this. And then the Lord reminds me, he says, oh, yeah, remember when you were 16, you didn't even know I existed, but yet I, I come and I came to right where you were and I rescued you and I pulled you out of that pit. I'm the same God then as I am right now. So you just need to reflect back on what I did then. And I remember when I was 18 years old, every time I feel inadequate to get up in front of people and preach the word, I thought, God, I can't do this. I failed oral communications three times in high school, right? Look, y'all, y'all laughing like my counselor was like you can do this it's an easy elective no it ain't it's hard I don't like people right like some of that's true still right but whatever I like you uh, so but it was just one of those things I can't talk in front of people man I stutter man I get ahead of myself and my, my teacher was like you gotta calm down so I said God I done failed this three times how, how are you gonna call me to preach 
You didn't call me to preach. You called somebody else. I just overheard, right? And so, but, the Lord, but it's reminded me when I get nervous, when I step in moments like this, God's reminded me, I called you at 18, and I've brought you this far. I've qualified you. Don't worry about what other people think. Do what I've called you to do. What am I doing? I'm reaching back to my past to be reminded of what God's going to do in my future. See, when I can't see in my present, I'm reminded of what God did in my past. When I, when I can't find a way out of the current situation that I'm in, I think back to when God was faithful back then. When, I'm, when my back is against the wall in the now, I think back of his faithfulness, and I say, he's going to show up again. I look to my past, and I'm reminded of his faithfulness, and it gives me the strength to proceed in the now. And then there's this song that kind of hits my spirit, and it's like Maverick City kind of did a little bit of it, and then Bethel did it, and then everybody else did it, but, but it's a song, and it's like, uh, and it goes like this, called History, and it's like, you and I, we got history, we go way, way back. Right, and it's just, it's it's simple, right? It's simple and it's easy to remember. But it's that moment that I'm reminded of, whoo, God, you were you were faithful then. You're going to be faithful tomorrow because we got history. God, we go way, way back. Because when when I do that, my my faith grows. David rehearsed what God had done when the lion and the bear came to his flock. He reminded himself of God's faithfulness in those moments. If he did it before, he'll do it again. If God has slain giants before, he will do it again. If God has resurrected dry bones, guess what? He'll do it again. If God has torn down walls before, guess what? He will, he will do it again. In Isaiah 40, 28, it says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. He will not grow tired or weary. In his understanding, no one can fathom. So while you're waiting on God to move in your life, rehearse what he's already done on your past. Rehearse what he's done in your past. But if you're like me, you often forget those moments. And so I'm gonna give you a Faith Builder 101. On your phone, there's a note app. It's free, it's already on there. Go to that note app and begin to write down God's faithfulness in your past. Write down the moment he saved you. Well, man, I don't even remember that. I was a kid, write it down. Write it down. Because there's going to be times when the enemy tempts you and says, you ain't even saved. You don't even follow the Lord. Well, wait a minute. Because in 2000, I gave my life to Jesus, 16 years old in a youth group. And I can remember that I could take you to the exact place I was sitting. What am I doing? I'm rehearsing what God did in my past to remind the enemy of where I am in my current. Right? Write down when God broke addiction off of your life. Write down when God healed you. Right down when God healed a family member. Right down when he made a way when there seemed to be no way. Right down when he placed you within a family of God, a true family of God. Because when you have those moments and those memories to rehearse, you will refuse to get cold and callous to the things of God. They won't be the norm anymore. They'll be the extraordinary things that God continues to do. You will refuse to allow the enemy to rattle you within the midst of your battles. Revelations 12, 11 says this, they triumphed over him. Who, who is him? The enemy. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much to shrink from death. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So the next time you get stuck, rehearse what God has already done. Read over the list of God's faithfulness for your future. So we fix our focus. We rehearse God's faithfulness. And lastly, we declare God's promises. For 40 days and 40 nights, 
Goliath would come out and he would speak, right? He would taunt all of Israel, right? All of the army that would stand there, he would strike fear into each and every one of them. He would come out and he would scream. Right? There's these moments that I imagine within my mind that Goliath would come out with a shield and a spear and he would clink them together and ran as loud as he could and he would scream to the army of Israel, right? That's not scripture. That's just my imagination. That's the way I think. Goliath would speak and all of Israel would hear his taunts. They would hear his taunts as they woke up. They would hear his taunts as they went to sleep. And so what you think about day and night, the thing that puts anxiety within your heart, the thing that strikes fear into your circumstance or your situation, the thing that you think about when you wake up, like, I don't know how I'm going to get through the day, and you go to bed, you, you, you just toss and turn all night because you can't fall asleep. Can I tell you something? That's the Goliath that's speaking to you right now. That's the giant that stands on the battlefield and he taunts you every morning and every night. Every morning and every night. It's the same. You can't get past it. You don't know how to get through it. You think about it all the time. So every morning you wake up and you think about it. Every night before you fall asleep, you think about it and it taunts you. See, in this moment, David, David steps out and he steps up. As Goliath would speak to him, David would speak back to Goliath. David spoke an opposing word. Goliath says in verse 44, come here, he said. I will give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. And in verse 46, David's opposing word is this. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give your carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the wild animals. And the whole world, the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. See, we have to speak and declare God's promises over our lives. And Ezekiel, Ezekiel didn't think about the declaration he had to make, right? He spoke it. What did the Lord tell him? Prophesy. Prophesy to these dry bones. And so he spoke it aloud. Israel didn't march for seven days, right? And on the seventh day, they all get together and say, think in your hearts. And it happened, right? No. The Bible says they shouted, right? They blew trumpets, which I still think is a terrible battle tactic, but it worked for them. But they, but they shouted and they, and they spoke on the seventh day of the seventh lap. So whatever is speaking to you today, speak an opposing word over it. Can I tell you something? If it's sin and shame, maybe say this, I'm fully forgiven and free from all shame and condemnation. Romans 8 1 and 2, Ephesians 1, 7 and 8, 1 John 1, 9. What about fear and anxiety? You struggle with fear and anxiety? Hey, me too. I have no fear or anxiety. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, and 1 Peter 5, 7. You feel inadequate today? I'm fully resourced to do everything God has called me to do. Deuteronomy 8, 18, Luke 6, 38, Philippians 4, 13. You sick in your body today? I'm completely whole. I'm completely whole physically, mentally, and emotionally. Isaiah 53, 5, 1 Peter 2, 24, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Matthew 8, 16, and 17, and Psalms 103, 1 through 5. So when God says something, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It just means it's going to be possible. Do you hear me? When God says something, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It means it's going to be possible. So let's not stop now. You've come too far. Let's live in the possibilities and the promises of God. The giants that speak to your life, can I just, can I just tell you something? They, they speak and they're relentless. 
right? They're consistent. They show up daily, if not hourly, right? It's, it's the reminder. It's the, it's the thing in the back of your mind that you can't, you can't quit thinking about. So what do we have to do? We have to speak back to it. We have to be relentless. We have to be consistent. We have to show up daily. We have to be relentless to speak a proposing word back to the enemy. So my hope, my prayer is this, that my life would, would follow my focus. That it would repeat what I rehearse and that it will come in alignment with what I declare. So my, my prayer for all of us today is that, that dead things that dead things would come back to life, that the walls in your life would continue to fall down and that the giants in your life, they're still going to fall. And it's for all of us to understand, all of us to understand and know that the God who brought us this far is not into letting you down now. But the God that brought you this far is into carrying you into your tomorrow. You just can't stop now. There's no reason to stop now. You have to continue to progress and to continue to follow after him and continue to seek him. And when you come up in these moments and you don't know what to do, you begin to go back to the word of God. When the the enemy taunts you and he's screaming at you and you can't quit thinking about it, you declare God's promises back to him, back over your life. No, 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 I will speak an opposing word. So many of us so long, we don't know the word of God, so we don't know how to fight our way out of this thing. And so what we do is we get in the word so we can speak an opposing word to the enemy. Because I will tell you, he will be relentless. He's been relentless in my life. You're unqualified. You're not cut out for this. You should do something different. So in those moments, I go back and I say, no, 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 because this is what the word of God says. This and I begin to rehearse my past. I begin to say, God did this then. He's going to do this now. And I believe the same that was true for me is the same thing that is true for you. Let's pray. Jesus, today we love you and we thank you. God, I pray for every single person that is in this room today. God, no matter what they're facing, no matter what they're up against, no matter what Goliath is screaming threats at their lives, God, I pray that in this moment they would begin to stop. They begin to pause. God, they begin to reflect and rehearse the things that you've done in their past because you're going to do it in their current. You're going to do it in their tomorrow. You're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And God, I pray that today that they would be reminded of that. That the same God who saved them is the same God who's, who's going to rescue them. He's the same God who set them free. He's the same God that's going to show up in their tomorrow. So God, I pray that you would go before them, that you would lead them and guide them in every battle and every moment. May you be their strength. May you be their wisdom and their guidance as they navigate life. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in here today and you would say, look, Pastor, my my life is not where it should be with Jesus. Like, I want to give my life to Jesus today. I've allowed the enemy to, to scream and to shout at me and it's pushed me so far away from God that I don't even know if I'm following him today. If that's you today, you say, look, I want to give my life to Jesus, whether it's for the first time or for the hundredth time. To me, it does not matter. It's between you and God. If that's you today and you say, I want to give my life to Jesus, can you just slip your hand up and put it right back down? I want to pray for you today. This acknowledgement of what God's doing internally. Yeah. God loves you. sees you. Can we all pray this prayer out loud? Jesus, I give you my life. I thank you for the cross, for the burial for the resurrection. Today, I repent of my sins. Give me a new life. Give me a new purpose. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media and tag at VFC underscore Newcastle. If you haven't already, download the Victory Family Church app to stay connected with everything that's happening throughout the week. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome week.